This episode is brought to you by my free webinar, Jump and Scale Your Business. It's my three-part training series, all dedicated to finding and attracting the right kind of people that will scale your business. Did I mention it's free? Listen, you have to attend this if you want to grow your staff, you feel like you're being held hostage, you have high turnover, you feel burnt out, or you're just not seeing the results you want. Join me for this three-part free webinar series. Register now at jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. I'll see you there. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Well, welcome, everyone. I am Bella Vasta here with Jump Consulting, and I um, have the privilege of having Joette on the phone with me. Joette is a, um, a pet sitter herself, rather a pet sitter business owner, and she's had her company for 23 years. It's called Park City Pet Sitter, and Joette and I first met years ago at a NAP conference. Um, that was when I, I first met you, right, Joette? Do you remember that? Yes. Years ago. <laughs> I was just starting out. You probably already had a good 12 years under your belt. And um, I have kept in contact with, with, with you for, for that long. Um, throughout it all, Joette's been through everything. I mean, from you name it, she's probably done it. Um, she has over 30 employees working with her, although she didn't start out with employees. She started off with independent contractors. She's been through an audit. And I'm sure a whole lot of other stuff, but those are the major things. Um, not to be forgotten, uh, Joette also, I have a lot of respect for her because she actually runs her business. Um, a business to me is kind of like a pyramid. Everyone hates pyramid schemes, but at the end of the day, a business with, with staff is like a pyramid, you know, you're on top of it. And I don't, I don't mean to say that from an egotistical standpoint. I mean, like a captain of the ship has to be up top deck looking ahead to see that iceberg coming, can't be caught up mopping the deck and still be able to steer the ship. Makes sense? So um, Joette's one of those captains, and we have a lot to learn from her today and just hear her insight. And um, Joette, I just appreciate your time um, being on this and, and helping spread the good word. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pleasure to be here. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, I'm going to ask kind of some interesting questions. It's not going to be your typical, like, so tell me, um, you know, wh- how you started and how did it grow and all that stuff. <laughs> I want to know why you started. Why did you acquire this business? Because you acquired it, right? You didn't start it yourself? Yeah, the business itself was started by a lady in 1992, and I started working for her in 1996 um, just as a pet sitter. And I wanted something that was flexible because um, I was trying to pursue an acting career at the time. And um, I, I just fell in love with it. I already loved animals and um, I loved customer service. And, that, you know, you combine the two and you've got a pet sitting business. And um, she had um, – I worked for her for about four years, and she decided she wanted to do something different. So I bought the company from her in 2000, and I've had it ever since. So the last 15 years I've been running the show. Now, that's a long time, and um, as you know from being in our private Facebook group, people experience burnout, and, you know, when you want to take the cell phone and throw it in the river, and you want to just run and hide underneath a bush and, like, never come out, because 
you're you're sick of hiring. You're sick of clients challenging your policies. You just you you get to a point where you're like, why am I even doing this? Explain to me the times in your life where you've kind of experienced burnout and how you've kind of overcome it or how you've like kept going forward. What what is that burning passion and desire in you that has prevented you from saying, Okay, the business is up for sale or forget about you. I I, I don't want this company anymore. Well, you know, I think in life in general, you go through you go through different seasons, and you know, like everything in your life, you have moments that you love it, moments that you hate it, and you know, moments that you just you know coast through. Um, for me, you know, I I I jumped into it with both feet. Um, I was nonstop. I worked, you know, I was pet sitting and running the business initially, doing everything. Um, I learned really quickly if I wanted to have a, a life or a family that I that I couldn't do that. Um, my husband used to, you know, look over at me in my office at the time was in my home, and he'd say, "Hey, uh, you know, it's 11:30 p.m. Is the office closed yet?" <laughs> and I was like, just "One more thing, just one more thing." Um, so, you know, I, I I learned that I needed to find separation, and working from my home was the biggest problem for me, especially after I had kids, and I didn't have kids until about 10 years ago. But um, so I, I had to figure out how am I going to be fair to my family, be fair to myself, um, how am I not going to continually burn out? And, and even in, when you do the things that I've done, there are still seasons and times when I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fed up with certain things. But then I remind myself, do I want to go back to work for somebody else? And what really drew me to this to begin with? You know, I have to renew that. Just like in a relationship, you renew that, you know, why I fell in love with that person. You know, you make a commitment mm-hmm. every day when you get up um, to to make that work. And so I do that with my business. I make a commitment every day when I get up. Hey, this is what I'm, this is what I'm passionate about. I might not like it today, but I love it at the end of the day. You know, so I'm going to do everything I can to try to figure out that separation, and one of those separations for me was moving it to, um, I actually didn't go to an office space, I just went to a duplex. You know, it was, it was cheaper, and it gave me the home feel, but yet I still had a separation from my home, so that at the end of the day, 5, 5.30, I'd go home. And, you know, I might do a couple things, but I was able to really separate it at that point. When I had it at home, it was really hard to find that separation. I think a lot of us can relate to that hard to separate. It's a very easy business to just run from home but you know setting those boundaries I think are huge and I just had the biggest smile on my face when you just talked about basically renewing your business vows <laughs> that is such so powerful um I think that's that's something I'm, I'm not going to forget personally I I love the way you phrase that because it's very true um it's just like any relationship you have to get back to the why and sometimes you have to recommit yourself <laughs> right yep that's so um, true so I know one of the ebbs and flows or one of the seasons you went through was first um, deciding uh, to switch from ICs to employees. Can you uh, enlighten us on that? Yeah, um, it, it's always it's always been something that I struggled with in the back of my mind, um, and it came down to control. And in 2007, we were actually audited by the Texas Workforce Commission. So, you know, I knew, I knew going into it, I had an attorney who was really a great employment attorney, um, not cheap. And, um, you know, he even told me, he said, typically I find that most people really should be considered, you know, employees. He said, but in your case, you're really running your business really well, and you're really following all the guidelines and all the rules, so you have a good chance here to, to, to say, hey, I do have independent contractors. 
But what we found, not only on the state level, but also on the federal level, because I had friends that also went through this, was that it doesn't matter at the end of the day how good you are about drawing that line because they're going to they're gonna find a way to twist it and turn it. They want you to be reporting that money, to be paying that, that money. They don't want to have to rely on going to each individual person and hoping that they're actually filing their taxes as they should be. Um, <clears throat> so we, we, we went through the process. We appealed it twice. And at the end of the day, they came back and said, no, sorry, you're going to pay penalties and whatever else. And I really got to thinking, do I really have independent contractors? And, you know, if I truly want to run a business where I can control how I train, um, where they need to be and what they need to do, they need to be employees. So three years later, and it was a process that I worked through during that three years, we made that leap in 2010, and uh, you know we wanted to first get to a place financially, so we made a plan on how we were going to do that to have enough money to be able to to pay the additional expense. Um, but I can I can definitely tell you that I slept better the moment we did it, and I haven't looked back. Um, I wouldn't change it. I wish that we had started as employees; it would have made it a little bit easier. But it, it, it was also a selling point for us. We could go into our market now and say, hey, you know, we have employees, and here's what's great about employees, and here's why you don't want a contract here in your home um, on this type of service. So, I love that. I mean, that hits all the points, the selling point, the sleep good at night point, and they're really evaluating it. And, and what you said is so poignant because, um, I mean, and even if you look at the statistics, the rise in audits are – or audits are on the rise rather and it's true i mean the government wants as much money as they can get and at the end of the day it's always a gray line there's never uh at least in our industry let's say it's very it's very gray um and it's very very hard to say you you could feel like you're doing everything right but at the end of the day it's their word against yours and and like you said you know people a lot of the people think um audits are by the IRS, an IRS audit, that's kind of what rolls off our tongue. But as you experienced with the Texas workforce, you know, that's another agency that can audit you. And there's there's six agencies, I believe, that can audit you. So it's not just one and, um, and going through it. Can you tell me really quickly a little bit more about those appeals? Um, who helped you with it? And, and what, what were you appealing? Like, what did they say? Nope, um, you're in the wrong you know, and you said, yeah. what did you appeal exactly? How did that work? It, it really came down to really silly stuff. And, um, again, using my attorney to, to work through these appeals. And everything was done by – they had an actual – a live person that came out to do the actual audit. But then the appeals uh-huh. and everything else was done by phone, quite quite similar to how you have maybe an unemployment claim and that type of thing. Um, uh-huh. So we, uh, you know, went through the process, got the denial or got the letter that said, you know, ruled in, in, not in our favor. And we went through the appeal process and had a phone hearing, and then we did it again. And basically, we, literally, while we're on the phone, they're arguing with simple little things like they would tell me, oh, the wording on your website talks about team, so therefore mm-hmm. you have employees. And I'm like, okay, well, I can change the wording on my website. Ah. Um, you know, we do that for a selling point more than anything else. It has, you know, this, well, then they turn around and, and say something else. Well, then we got our final ruling. Well, we say final because we just decided not to fight it at that point. Um, that said stuff like, well, if your client is providing the dog bowl in order to feed the dog, then therefore – your people are employees. It was that ridiculous. What? And yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> well, it, it, my, I remember my like... I remember my attorney telling me, "Hey, you know, 
we got the final ruling. I'm going to send it over to you. Try and you know, sit down, have a glass of wine, and just have a good laugh. He said, because basically they're going to take and twist. It's up to the interpretation of the auditor and you know, yes. whoever's working on it. So you, it really depends on who you get, what mood they're in, how they interpret, yes. what the rules are. So you know, it, just, it, it was comical. It really was. I mean, they kept saying that the client's home was the office, and they were reporting to the office. And, oh. it, it, and so no matter what we said, they'd come back with some twist to it, and just blatantly disregard what we were were doing or weren't doing, and we realized at that point we're not going to win this. You know, we can spend all the money and keep trying to fight it, but really, is it worth it? You know, because they're going to they've they've made up their they made up their mind the moment they decided to audit me before they looked at anything. So, right. Yeah. And that's crazy. so poignant. Like it is so subjective. Uh, when I did I last year, I decided to do a series of audit case studies, and um, and what I found is that it is very subjective. We had one person who participated who the state came and told her to do it X, Y, Z. So she did it. And then they came back a year or two later and then audited her and then penalized her for doing it the way they told her to do it. And, and it was just, it's just nutty. It's absolutely yeah. nutty. And um, you're right. I mean, they will twist and turn. So then we all... Every day, I think you would agree, Joette, we all have a decision. We have a decision on how to feel about things and what to do. We have a decision on what we'll charge. We have a decision to accept or reject someone saying, your company is horrible, you know? Right. We always right. have a decision. And oftentimes, um, our first, including myself, you know, if I was in your position, is absolutely appeal it twice. I probably am a little stubborn sometimes. It takes me a a lot longer to learn some lessons. I might have gone three or four times, but um, <laughs> you were smart and quit it too. Um, but, you know, we all have a choice. We can fight it and waste our time, our energy, our resources, our sanity, our blood pressure, our family life, our money, you know. Or we could just accept that we're not going to be able to change that unless there's some sort of, you know, uh, a legislation or or someone um, petitioning the Congress, um, lobbying the Congress rather. Right. It, it's it's you know we have decisions in this, and everybody has a decision, and there's no real right or wrong decision. It's what decision can you sleep with at night? Are you okay with going down a path where you're going to be fighting and in turmoil? Um, you know, I have those decisions personally to make every day with my child with all these specialists and these doctors and these systems and the bureaucracy and the red tape. You have to pick and choose your battles. And it yeah, you starts Absolutely. as little as, <laughs> it starts as little as, you know, a client not liking your policy all the way up to the state saying you're reclassified. So I kind of touched upon lobbying, which is something that I would, I would so be on board to help shout from the rooftops with my voice and my platform if anyone ever wanted to get together and and lobby you know but I think we need an organization and I'm going to kind of segue into your involvement with um which is not lobbying by the way <laughs> but um NAPS you've been very involved with NAPS over the years tell me about that I have yeah I um actually served on the board um for at for a season and um I got really involved with developing their uh, curriculum for a certification uh, program as well. And, you know, that was, that was such a rewarding thing. And I will tell anyone, if you can get, an, you know, get in and be on a, a committee, 
um, you know, get on the board or do anything in, in any of the associations that are around, it is well worth your time. Um, you have to go into it, though, with the mindset of these are volunteers and some people have their own agenda, and it's okay to have – you know, you want to better your business through it as well, but you really have to be passionate about the industry um, because that's really what we're there for. And, you know, we talked so much about lobbying and, and the different, and, and the, you know, controversy of employees versus independent contractors. And, you know, at the end of the day, lobbying, I mean, you have to have money behind that. So, you know, the, for this <laughs> industry, you know, that, 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 that may be some years down the road, but who knows, you know. Um, but, you know, we've yeah. kind of mirrored ourselves a little bit after the home health industry to a certain degree because they're in the home, sure. you know, they're dealing with that type of thing. So, we, we, we really look a lot at that, um, and I actually have um, someone I work with who, whose sister is, is um, in that world in Austin um, for, for home health. So, you know, she's yeah. able to, you know, keep us abreast of things that are going on. But being involved with, the, with NAPS, and um, I've done a little bit with PSI, and, you know, just helping those organizations is huge because that only betters our industry, and you right. get so much from it, and the connections I have made are invaluable. Um, right. Just, you know, being able to talk to somebody else who does what I do helps keep you a little bit saner, you know, so, right. <laughs> you know, like having right. these boards we do and, and Facebook and so forth. So, you know, I can't encourage people enough to get involved because even if you just do it for, you know, a short season, it, it's, yeah. it's very rewarding, um, and you take away a lot more than you, you give, you know, surprisingly. So um, it's mm -hmm. wonderful. I I agree, and I'm going to explain this because I know I've also been very vocal on uh, not joining NAPS and PSI these days, and um, and I, I'd like to, you know, add some uh, to that just a little bit, I guess. Um, I When people ask to join organizations, most of the time they join the organization, they slap a logo on their website, and then they pay their yearly dues. And they say, oh, the organization didn't send me anything. And I, I get a little sad because I think that's the way people look at networking too. They walk into a networking group, they hand someone their business card, and then they say, oh, they didn't hire my service. It didn't work. What Joette is offering and bringing to the table is something that's like taking joining an organization and, and really becoming a part of it, really connecting. And... I, too, you know, was on committees way back when, and, I mean, that awarded my company in 2007 the National Business of the Year Award, which was phenomenal and forever bragging rights, quite frankly. Um, I, that's where I met Joette at one of the conferences. Um, you, get what you, you, you get what you give, um, and if you invest yourself and your time, um, that's awesome. So I want to be clear because I don't want people to hear this and think, well, wait, Bella, I thought you don't you don't approve of those organizations. It's like I don't approve of them if you're going to them because you want to get listed on some locator, and you think people are going to find you that way. And the only very um, uh, uh, um, how can I say evaluator if it was a success or a demise is if someone actually hired you because there's so much more. So take what Joette's saying, and if you are a member of one of these organizations or locally or nationally, get involved because you'll be so surprised. You'll always hear me say birds of a feather flock together, so find your flock. Um, and, you know, you'll have a great time. And, and let me speak to that as well because, example. you know, the, the, the other example of that is, the other point of that is, is that the organization is only only good as, as its members and who are actually sure. participating in it. So if right. you have an organization, because, you know, NAPS has struggled over the years, you know, again, it's, 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 it's you know, volunteer. Um, you know, the president doesn't get paid. She's a volunteer, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah. you know, um, yeah. you know, so you have to – 
if you are you can't complain about something if you're not willing to put some time in. And it doesn't mean you have to commit hours and hours. I mean, you might do one hour a week, and you're you know right. doing your you know, helping with the committee or something, or maybe even less, or maybe even more. But you can't complain about something that you're not participating in and and, and trying to help better it. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, I, that was always a, a thing for me that would really bug me when I would hear people complaining about what it, you know they don't do this, they don't give us. Uh, well, are you are you, how how are you helping with that? You know, even if you're just shooting an idea over to someone, you know, um, yeah. because we're you know all, we're all in a struggle together, and we really want to make this industry stronger, more respected, um, and a you know a, a, just the service level needs to be raised in general because there's a lot of people doing this that maybe probably shouldn't be doing it. Um, mm-hmm. But for those of us who really know that this is a business and this is a legitimate job, this is a legitimate you know. Um, uh, Career. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. And, yeah. you know, and, and there's a lot of value to that. So, you know, you yeah. participate, you know, be, be, be one of the people that makes a difference, you know, even if it's a tiny little difference. And, and don't necessarily do it so you get a pat on the back, but do it because you know it's going to better your business down the road long term. I mean, it's going to be better for everybody. So it's, just good, it's a good right. thing to band together. So many, so many people I've seen over the years that look at, you know, even my own market, oh, competition, ooh, they're, they're the enemy. Yeah. Not so, not so. I, right. I, I align myself with the people in my market because we stand a better chance to make the industry uh-huh. better if we work together rather than working against each other. I love that. It's so poignant. And as you're saying that, and maybe it's the position I'm in my life, I'm thinking of a child sitting in a high chair just crying because they want, you know, uh, a piece of pizza from the fridge or something, right? But they're just going to cry there and not they not get up and get it themselves, you know? And if right. they get that, they can feed themselves, they can nourish themselves, and they're happy. It's the same way with an organization. Yeah. And, Sounds and like my boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like help yourself, and, and, and you'll feel that nourishment from it. It really... I, I love where this conversation is going. I knew we'd have a great time. <laughs> um, so tell me, um, if, you could, if you could talk to Joette, the 1992 Joette, when you took over the company, or 95 or 96, I apologize, whenever you took over the company, knowing what you know now about being a business owner, what would you tell her? Wow. Um, first of all, I'd say save money. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I came into a business that always already was making money, so I thought, hey, I'm going to have bigger this, bigger that, you know. Yeah. Um, I didn't plan well. I didn't know much about business. I knew tons about great customer service, but I didn't know a lot about that. Um, plan. Uh, you know, take the time to, to, to plan, I, I, and I'm still not the best planner, but I've aligned myself with people who hold me, hold me accountable, and, and, and that's another great thing. You know, working with people who have um, strengths where I'm weak, um, and, you know, just to, to not be so overwhelmed and try to do all, I had all list of things, all these things I was going to do, and, mm-hmm. you know, just start with one and, you know, try to be realistic. I mean, there's a lot of things I look back at and go, wow, if I'd only done that different. But at the end of the day, going through those things and making those mistakes and that, that, that's where you grow, you know, so you can't yeah. take it all away, you know, nothing can be perfect. But I definitely would tell myself, you know, save your money, you know, try to plan a little smarter and align yourself with people that can help you grow um, than trying to just do it on your own, uh, I mean, you're still going to make mistakes, but yeah, that's probably what I would tell myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of my favorite quotes, Joette, is an arrow can only soar by being pulled back first. So, 
you know, you have to really go through it and get pulled back before you can get catapulted forward. I, I just yeah. always love that. Um, describe to us what, so now you, you know, you've grown your business, you've built your business, you've got a great support um, with your staff and also just support business-wise around you and your community and um, mentors and things. Tell me um, what's a day in the life of Joette? Wow. Um, you know, I, trying to find a good work and home balance has always been a little difficult for me because I love what I do. I love to work. I love to think about the next <laughs> thing. I love to do, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it, it's just always been who I am. And, and I have seasons of, you know, I don't want to go to work today, but for the most part, that's not me. So yeah. the day in my life, I get up about 6.30, get my kids ready for school, take them to school, maybe hit the gym a couple times a week, roll into the office, um, I usually have certain things on the calendar for that day that I need to get done, and so I try to work on those, provided I don't have a fire I'm putting out. I don't pet sit anymore myself. I haven't done that for quite some time, and I have other people that work for me in my office. I have a full-time assistant. Um, I have a social media marketing person that comes in a couple days a week. I also have a full-time scheduler and another lady that helps me as well with some additional stuff. And then I might you know, talk to my business coach. I work with a, a coach on a regular basis. Um, and just try to figure out what's, you know, what are we working on now, you know, uh, and then I try to wrap up my day about 5, 5.30 and head home, and then it's me and the kids and my husband working on homework, you know, bath time, doing whatever we need to do, you know, that evening. I love that. You have, like, boundaries. You, I love how you've divided up your office. You don't hear about that often. Um, usually it's like an office manager. Um, I like how you have a scheduling person and you have a social media person and you have your assistant, you know, where things I imagine just all fall into. I, I really like how people have clear jobs, you know. That's really that's really neat. No, um, that took time. That took time. We defined those as we went. I mean, that <laughs> didn't start out, you know, we started with one person, you know, a few hours a day, a couple days a week, and it just kind of slowly grew into more part of it was me giving up control and that was yeah. a big issue for me in the beginning i had a hard time giving that i'm going to do it all myself because nobody can do it as well as i can that's not the case right. <laughs> you know, i found yeah. out hey you know and maybe i do need a little help and wow and you know so i you know had to had to let go a little bit yeah for sure um uh chet curtis um or chet holmes rather um wrote an awesome book he talks a lot about that about training people up to be like you you know, um, yeah. the more you can multiply yourself, the more productive you can be and the more options you have on how you want to spend your time. Um, I think that's that's really powerful. Um, just so that people do understand. So you've had the business for a long time. You have people working for you. Try to give people um, a, a pulse point of how large your business actually is. Do you have uh, how many visits do you do or how many people do you have working for you? Um, well, we, um, I, and I'm proud to say we are a seven-figure company. So um, That is incredible. <laughs> and it wow. took time to build. It really did. Um, and, yeah. uh, you know, I started out with, you know, with a, with a loan to buy my business and, you know, just kind of worked my way through that, made a lot of silly mistakes and, and, you know, and I'm sure I will moving forward as well. And I'm not, I'm not afraid of that necessarily. Um, yeah, um, let's see what else. I've lost my train of thought. Sorry. Um, it's okay. How many people are working for you right now? Okay, so I've got 32 uh, employees and, uh, part, and about four or five are staff. And we do about probably 50,000 visits a year, roughly. Um, wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we really try to run a, a fairly tight ship, although we are in the middle of actually 
a lot of changes that we're going through. We're changing software. We're changing a uh, voicemail system. We're really we're redesigning um, our whole onboarding and training process. Um, so we've got a lot of things we're doing because as you get to a certain level, uh, you know, you, you've done things the yeah. same for, for quite some time. You yeah. outgrow those things. So you have right, to figure right. out, you know, and, and they're not easy to do, um, and they're scary. Right. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, and I don't want to spend the money and or this or that. Um, but, you know, those are things that if I want to continue to grow and um, keep my staff employed, I have to make, you know, make the changes with the times. And part of that's technology as well. Um, yeah. So we're looking at a lot of different things. But, yeah, we've, we've, we've done a lot to grow. And some, sometimes, you know, we've had a step back. Um, you know, and that can be frustrating or maybe it didn't work out and, you know, I lost money on this or, but again, I, I just pick up, okay, okay, well, what are we going to do next? You know, we, let's learn from that. Let's move forward. What's the next step? And, you know, some of these plans are, you know, take two or three years to, to, to implement and, you know, I have mm-hmm. to be patient, which I'm not necessarily a patient person. I want instant gratification. So, uh, um, you know, it's kind of hard, uh, but, you, yeah. know, to, you know, again, again, aligning myself with people who have the strengths that, you know, where I'm weak, you know, to help with those things. And, and then hold me accountable because I'm a big procrastinator. So uh-huh. um, I have to have that accountability and those deadlines. Otherwise, things just don't get done for me. So You've hit that, hit the nail on that head a couple of times uh, while we've been talking. Accountability. Accountability is huge. You have to have an accountability partner. And, you know, that's, that's how you've been able to achieve the seven seven figure. That's and what what I what I love hearing about the seven figures is that you're doing it on thirty two pet sitters and four or five support staff. That is lean and mean. And <laughs> I talk to people <laughs> that have like fifty, sixty, seventy, ninety people, and they're like three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year business. And I'm like, that's the that that I I just. That's hard for me to understand, and I just I admire so much that you're lean and mean. You know, um, <laughs> you don't need, and and that also goes to show that um, I find it hard that when people hear how many people you have working for you, they kind of do this math in their head. I'm not sure what, but they also equate like, oh, okay, so that business must make X amount, and it really there's no relationship. Generally speaking, it's it's how you run your staff and and how much you have them work or not work or um, the operations of it. and Yeah, it, it really is because I have about two-thirds of my staff are full-time, and yeah. about a third of that staff have been with me 10, 15-plus years. Um, wow. And so I, I, the other part of it is, is cultivating and working on those relationships because those are right. relationships as well. And I take very seriously the role that I have that I employ people who have families or who have, you know, this This is what they do and this is, you know, so it's important to me that I take care of those people, that I do all I can to, um, you know, get, make a make it in a working environment that they can enjoy for the most part. Every job has its downside, but, it's you know, it's its job. We all love to do nothing and get paid. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's important to, 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 to you know, and, that, and that's hard. As, as, as I've gotten larger, it's hard sometimes to take the time to, to touch, with, you know, somebody else. So, you know, again, right. when you put those layers in, and, ha- and, and so we're still, we're still working through a lot of things as far as the growing pains that we've had. Um, and, you know, staffing's always been an issue, um, especially in the last few years with the, with the change of, um, the shift in, you know, the uh, generation that's coming in and, you know, just technology and in, in, in general. Um, but, you know, every business is going to have a challenge. And what I've, the other thing I've learned is that 
even though I might be not be putting out something perfect, I need to put it out because if I'm going to wait until it's perfect, it's never going to happen. Amen, sister. I think this is why <laughs> you and I get along because we have a lot of the same, same like thought processes. Marcus Sheridan um, wrote an awesome blog from the sales line, and he called it the A student, why the C student will always kill it in marketing over the A student. And it's because they're not afraid to just put it out there, know that it might not be perfection, while the A student is holding back, trying to get it perfection before they put it out, and then it never comes out. <laughs> yep, that's right. So, um, Oh, my gosh. I would hug you if I saw you at pers- like face-to-face right now. <laughs> well, do what? Um, I promise to keep it short, but we uh, had so much fun chatting here. Uh, we're over 30 minutes now. Um, so can you tell me, um, is there anything that you'd like to add? Or if someone wanted to really reach out to you, would you welcome it? Or give a shout-out for your, your website or how people can reach you if they, if they want yeah, to Yeah, sure. Say, wow, I mean, you're I awesome. Mean- you know, that, I'm a big, uh, I think it's, you know, it's, it's important to give back and to help others. You know, that's one of the reasons I try to participate on the Facebook post. And I have other yeah. people that I've mentored and, and started businesses, even in my own territory. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I may have limited time, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll definitely let you know if I, if I can or cannot, you know, help or whatever. So, yeah, that, I mean, you know, it, um, it's Park City's Pet Sitter, um, and it's uh, our website is actually um, the acronym for our company name. So it's PCPSI, Park City's Pet Sitter Inc. Um, and some people confuse that with Park City, um, but the cities is, is plural and the sitter is not. Um, so um, they can also reach out to me. You know, my email address is joette j o e t t e at pcpsi.com. Um, that's usually the best way to reach me. Um, I don't do a lot with my on, on, on phone. I mean, obviously we can have a phone conversation, but I don't generally give out that number until we've set something up. But um, I'd be happy to, you know, to help or, or, you know, if I can't, maybe point you in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it has been such a pleasure. And from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for doing this. Um, I can't wait for everyone to hear it. And I know that people are still going to be listening because it's just, it's very exciting and enlightening and different and encouraging. So thank you for being you and being so generous to everyone around you. Well, I appreciate you having me on today. Thank you so much. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.